Hey, my wild cardians. My wild cardigans? I don't even know what to say. I'm just delirious right now. I'm whirling. I'm reeling from what was a spectacularly insane betting wildcard weekend that we're coming off here. Guys, this is D. Welcome to the Under Review Show. This is the Aftermath episode. Every Tuesday we get together, we talk about what we, the week that was and what happened. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And it was mostly ugly. Ugly and bad this week. It was a, it was a fugly, gross week of, of sports betting. Um, insanity um, going on the whole time. I'm, you can tell. You can tell just by my voice and my demeanor that uh, it was a rough one for everybody. It was a rough one for the, well, the books probably made away like freaking, there's highway robbery on us. Uh, Because I do know where the consensus money was. And uh, it certainly wasn't where where things ended up. Um, Of course, Under Review Show brought to you by uh, betonline.ag. That's where we get all our uh, odds and lines and all that fun stuff from. So uh, if you feel like betting on some of the uh, horrifically difficult things to bet on this NFL playoff season, head to uh, betonline.ag. They've got you covered. Um, all the lines, that's where we get all of our info and crap. And um, and yeah, and they're, they're nice enough to give us a little promo. So if you head there and you use the promo code REVIEW when you sign up your account, you'll get a little extra nugget of money in your account. How delightful. Because you're going to need it if it keeps going the way it's going. Joining me, as he does every week, Mr. Eric Rosenthal. Eric, have you recovered from um, what was a tumultuous uh, week of sports betting, I think, for everybody, frankly? I mean, I, I have recovered. Uh, I don't know if you remember last week's podcast, but I uh, hated the Patriots. I said, I've said Tom Brady is washed all season. I said the Patriots are unbelievably overrated um, and, and not a real contender for the entire year, and they showed it. Um, you know, on this weekend, you know, we saw a weak team. Let's face it. The Patriots, they're not good anymore. And, uh, that, uh, that led to a successful weekend and, uh, gambling for myself. So you went outside what the, uh, the triple teaseburger and you recouped some losses. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm looking at the, uh, you know, I get the numbers back from the bet, bet online guys and, uh, the consensus on the Patriots, Minus five was crazy. The consensus on the Saints, and when I say consensus, the money was on the Saints big time. Um, but you didn't. You bet against the Pats uh, minus five. You didn't. You think they could win that outright? I, I really did not think the Patriots were the better team. I did not trust them at all. Uh, I haven't t- trusted Tom Brady all year, and uh, I went against the uh, Teesburger. I said it, said it on the pod. I just, I really did not trust in the Patriots. The crazy thing is, though, the Teesburger. Patriots line was about to win. We had the Patriots from minus five to plus two. Oh yeah, and they were down to one with ten seconds left. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was a gimme. It was an automatic. Uh, yeah, because on the Teesburger last week, for those of you who didn't listen in, um, we teased uh, teased the Patriots uh, to a plus number. Crossed the zero, went to plus. They were in the minus five. We teased them up the plus. We were we were laughing um, on our way, and then uh, yeah, and then off the hands of, I believe, Ben Watson into the hands of uh, former Patriot Logan Ryan right at the end there. Just a mean-nothing, no-nothing, you know, meaningless play overall in the game became very meaningful for a lot of people. I don't know if a lot of people teased them down to plus two like we did, but, um, I mean, if you, if you, I mean, that cover was there, though, for for a lot of, a lot of us. Yeah, it was right there, and I feel bad for anybody on that who, who got bit by it but that's uh, how it goes though I have a, 
that anyone who had the Patriots in a teaser might have, might have lost anyway because a, a certain other team that was a uh, quote-unquote lock uh, fell in, in overtime. Oh, unbelievable. Well, well, wild card is wild for a reason. You don't really know what's going to happen. Uh, the second game of our te- teaseburger that we took. So uh, those of you who are listening in, what the teaseburger is, the triple teaseburger, if you don't know. Every single week on the Tuesday Aftermath show, um, Eric, Sean, and I select uh, three teams – and we tease them all together in a, in a parlay. Or we sorry, we tease the scores. We it's a mandatory um, point spread teasing, and then we uh, we parlay them all together into a three team bet. So uh, last week teased Patriots to plus two, lost that, and then yeah, an automatic. We didn't even spend much time on this on this game, uh, Minnesota versus the Saints, because we we just it was so automatic for us. We took the Saints um, and we teased them down. I believe we had them from uh, minus eight. Eight or nine to uh, minus one or two, didn't matter, did it? It did not matter. Um, Drew Brees, you know, looked like you know he's in his career he's eight and eight in the playoffs, and uh, maybe he showed why. He had one nice run to the Super Bowl, but other than that, he hasn't performed too well uh, in the playoffs. The, their best quarterback of the day was Taysom Hill. He was running all over, everybody. I think at, at halftime he was Taysom Hill was the leading rusher and the leading passer for New Orleans and. He had that big run um, that looked like that was going to put New Orleans in position to win at the end of regulation, and then Drew Brees fumbled and uh, obviously went to overtime the rest of his history. But, man, uh, it, it was kind of disappointing. I, I definitely lost some money on the New Orleans Saints. That uh, that hurt me big time. That hurt everybody. I think everybody had the money on it. I mean, eight seemed like a lot of points for the playoffs, um, but we spoke about it last week of how snake-bitten these Saints are. You know what I mean? The Minnesota it, Miracle. And then, and then the crazy non-call on the pass interference. And then, like, what wacky stuff happened? How many wacky things had to go on in this game? Even just start with the fact that the best player was not the best player on the Saints. It was Taysom Hill came in and did it. But what other things, like, w- would you categorize as, like, wacky sort of, like, goofy stuff that went down that just snake bit the Saints here that probably shouldn't have happened? Well, th- this is... Gonna go pretty much overlooked, but I gotta go to the coin toss. I mean, the Vikings win the coin toss, and Drew Brees never touches the ball in overtime. And if that coin toss goes the other way, and New Orleans wins it, maybe Drew Brees goes down the field and scores a touchdown, or at least they get you know a field goal. Maybe they get a, a stop, or, or overtime keeps going. Um, it really shouldn't come down after all season, sixteen games. It should not come down to a coin toss deciding who wins some of these football games. And we could also talk about if you think it was offensive pass interference on Kyle Rudolph on the walk-off touchdown or not, because the NFL made the rule where you could review pass interference just because of the Saints. And now they had a situation where they lost it over time because of a potential pass interference. It could have been reviewed. People say it was, some people say it wasn't, but I want to know what you think about the overtime rule with the coin toss. And then if you think that was pass interference or not. I, uh, overtime rule for starters. Um, I, I, I don't care either way. Like I'm, I'm like a 50, 50 thing. Um, but, uh, it's like, uh, games can't go forever. You know what I mean? They just got it. They got to figure that out. And, it, and, and if you're a team that complains about overtime, not getting the ball yeah, maybe you should have thought of that during the, during the, the regular game, you know, and maybe, you know, it's like, it's like, don't let it go to the scorecards in, in MMA yeah. and boxing. You know, and that's just the unfortunate reality of it because the guys can't play. You can't play. Just tie it up forever, guys. Don't give up the touchdown. How about that? 
How about, how about only give up a field goal and over? You know what I mean? It's like, it's, I think it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. I get it. Give Drew Brees the ball with two-minute drill in overtime to go and score a touchdown. Um, spectacular, fun, great for everybody. Um, I, I think people just discount the factor of how difficult it is to play four quarters of standard football. And uh, wait, I, wait, I think you just solved the overtime problem without realizing it. How's that? You said they can't play forever, which I agree with. But what you just said is brilliant. Maybe you could give the team who, who didn't get the ball first literally a two-minute drill. Two minutes on the clock. They have their two timeouts or less if they already use one in overtime. And that's what you get to score back. So the, so the game can't go forever. You literally get two minutes. And if you can get it done in two minutes, great. If you can't, the game's over. I, I think that might be the, the way to solve this whole thing. Yeah. You know what? You, I think you're right. Maybe maybe that's it. So it doesn't end if they score a touchdown. You just get a limited amount of time to go back and do it. That might, yeah, that might be an option. It's, it's starting and, uh, to feel a little bit like college, so. but not, though, because that was always the fear, too. Where it's just like, well, what's the solution? Do you have that shootout college thing? But that's just goofy, right? It feels like a video game. It doesn't feel like like real. It's uh, The NFL would never fly. But maybe that that would be an option. Let's put a petition together. Hey? Let's put we a, will. We'll call and talk to Roger, Roger Goodell after this podcast. Yeah, just get him on the line. Just, just send him a text now and let him know we'll be uh, joining him. We'll just be calling. Um, we'll, we'll, we're going to send him. We're going to Skype him and see what's up. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, but it, once again, let's get back to the snake bitten saints, though, right? This they should have steamrolled Minnesota. You want to talk about better teams? You know, you look at the first game where you know th- that we talked about with the Patriots, um, a team that that was struggling, and th- there were there was obvious shortcomings to their offense, and you just knew that they, they had to fix it, or else they weren't going to go very far in the playoffs, right? They just hadn't, you know, it was an anemic offense. You saw it; it was a characteristic of the team. But the, the Saints were just flying, man. You know, the, I think it's the first 13 win team to ever lose a wild card game. They were, they were, and they lost to Kirk Cousins, who was 0 and 15 against teams with a 70 percent win percentage or better on the season. And there's just no excuse to lose losing to Kirk Cousins, and it's, and it's not like there there wasn't you know complete fluke plays. The one thing I could say is if Dalvin Cook's knee wasn't down, the Saints run that ball back for a touchdown in the fourth quarter and win. But there wasn't some fluke, horrible call or a fluke tip ball that got a pick six from Drew Brees. They just got outplayed. And I don't know if that's on Sean Payton. I don't know if it's on Drew Brees. But um, losing to Kirk Cousins, you, you got to be able to put up more than 20 points at home in, in a must-win uh, playoff game. Oh, man, the way I was looking at that game, too, like the more I handicapped it as going into it, of just being, you know, you always do. You always have the, the buyer's remorse, right? Once you place your bets and you look back and go, like, what is the conceivable outcomes of this? You know, looking at the Patriots game, there's definitely a conceivable outcome. If they were not able to put some points up, um, you know, they were in trouble. You know, they, they frankly, in that Pats game, if they if they score on that, that first and goal, um, mm-hmm. it's, they probably win the whole game. It, it changes the whole uh, uh, part of the game. But you could see a conceivable situation where they would be struggling with Tennessee, especially with Harry Henry and how uh, how the Patriots defense uh, does not perform well against uh, big heavy runners like that. You know what I mean? So you analyze it after the fact and you go, yeah, man, there, there, there's a possibility. I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, this Kirk Cousins is so overrated and bad. He's so... Just uh, he just sucks when he's in prime time, or it sucks when he's against a good team. Just, I mean, it's egregiously, historically bad play out of this guy in this exact situation, and then going up against a team at home that's got motivation, 
They're mad. They, you know, they, they've got two years in a row where they just, they've got something to play for. It's so big. They wanted to buy. They're mad about that. They're mad about how they played their asses off. They had to get into the wild card. They get the game at home. It's a real chance for them to make a real run. Everybody's firing. Kamara's back healthy. You know what I mean? Like everything was on the table and they just, just a dud, just a total freaking dud. Unbelievable. And the thing is, is what we expected pretty much happened from Kirk Cousins. He gets a lot of credit for that overtime touchdown, but going into overtime, he had less than 200 yards passing, no touchdowns. His completion percentage was under 60%. He wasn't playing a good enough game to win on the road. Um, and I think, you know, Dalvin Cook averaged 3.4 yards per carry. I know people, you know, he had two touchdowns, but that's not, that's not even average, let alone good. Yeah. Um, so Kirk Cousins didn't throw the ball well in regulation. Dalvin Cook, you know, didn't perform well running the ball, and, and they still won. And I think that maybe speaks to what we might do uh, here in the divisional round. Yeah, man, it's yeah, it, they're going to get smoked. Um, let's move on to the other game, though. We had we took uh, it was uh, the, the well the Bills, the Bills in another in a wild card matchup here. Um, what, what was our what was our bet on that in our cheeseburger? I believe we took the Bills from plus two and a half, thankfully, to plus nine and a half. Oh, that's right. We took the Bills. From plus two and a half to plus nine and a half. Did you watch that game? I watched every. I've watched every second of every playoff game since I've been about five years old. Um, but yeah, it was uh, a very strange, wild game that made no sense from start to finish. Well, <laughs> well, you know what is the least sensical thing about the whole damn game? Um, I have a feeling. Was uh, the commentary on the Bills' quarterback? Did you did you did you listen to any of that? I, I'm interested. Well, uh, what do you, what do you remember about uh, about the talk about Josh Allen? It was it was that our our beloved uh, commenters, uh, however, uh, whoever they may be, we will remain unnamed, but we know who they are. Were slurping this guy so hard about his poise, and <laughs> and how he's. You know, he's so mature, he poised, poised is the worst word, by the way, ever, ever, like the cliche for, for uh, announcers, but his poise and his maturity and his ability to game manage and all this garbage. And I watched him make literally a half dozen of the single worst uh, uh, plays and decisions I have ever seen a quarterback make ever it was like the lateral did you see any of this stuff go down did you see what this guy am i wrong here by the way am i just being a hater no no you're right you're definitely right and i mean i know what play you're going to bring up next and it's going to be forgotten to history because the ball went up getting slapped out of the bounds and actually worked out because the clock stopped but you're talking about when he just decided to just chuck the ball backwards for basically no reason in the middle of yeah. a game tying and winning drive, yeah, he just rushed for forty yards too, and he's like he's basically in field goal range, but like he decided to lateral it like an idiot. Like it was one of the dumbest moves I've ever seen a quarterback make. Yet Booger McFarland could not stop slurping this guy, talking about how good. Like I literally, if I'm a Bills fan, I'm looking at that saying, "Oh my God, what the hell 
did we get ourselves into? Yes, young quarterbacks make weird, rash decisions here and there. They're going to throw the ball into coverage a little more. By the way, four plays before that, he'd like launched just a Hail Mary on like second down. It was just the worst throw you've ever seen. And it should have been picked. And they just couldn't get the, the hell out of their own way to, to, to pick it. But it was like, yeah, guaranteed. You're going to get a couple of plays out of, uh, out of these, uh, these youngins, right? They get happy feet. You know, they get the yips a little bit here and there. Yeah, you're going to do that. But it's very different than watching just the egregiously boneheaded, stupid things that this guy was doing out there. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. And the only thing worse than than all of that, what you're saying, is when uh, – can we not say his name? Is there a reason we can't say Burger McFarlane? No, I already did. I did um, say Burger McFarlane. I did. Yeah. I did say when, uh, when he said – that the Texans, or was it the Texans or the Bills should um, should run the, run a draw and then spike it on fourth down. That was my that was my favorite play yeah. of the game. That was Booger's recommendation. Oh yeah, the Bills. The Bills should run the ball on third down on a draw, pick up a couple yards and spike it on fourth. Yeah, uh, just give I thought this, that was a, a brilliant plan. Yeah, just uh, spike it there. Just give it back. You know, <laughs> uh, right away. Just right away. Just save us all the the you know the issue of actually trying to win the game. Um, but yeah. that being said, though, watching this game happen, I'm glad that we took the Bills plus, I mean, not only because we won, but um, it, it was it was definitely an interesting game to watch. Uh, and we talked about it last week, though, because, you know, Sean is a Houston guy and it could have gone one way or the other for, uh, for for Houston. It really could have. And they normally play like that. Houston goes like they get underwater early and then they just continue to just drown. It's just sort of the the style that you've watched them play this year. It's 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 rare that they, you know, get in, recover, and start doing what they do. They sort of did that in this game, which is really promising, considering that they're you know they're on to the next round of the playoffs. It's it was a it was a an evolutionary game for them, and uh, I was really surprised to see how they recovered because I mean from the opening uh, opening couple drives there, it didn't look too fun for them. I, I think it worked out you know perfectly um, for us. Um, you know, in the bet, we had the Bills. They took a 16-0 lead. It's, it's shocking that the Bill O'Brien's Texans came back. I think, uh, I really think what happened is they abandoned their game plan because all of a sudden you're down 16-0. You no longer stick to Bill O'Brien's game plan. Start throwing the ball around the field. Deshaun Watson's running, going for two-point conversions. Obviously, none of that's in the game plan. And they come back uh, to win the game. So well, that's just just, them, let's, uh, they were unprepared. Let's, let's just talk for a quick second, though, about them not going for it. Or sorry, going for it in field goal range oh. on fourth down and not getting it, turning the ball back over to the Bills. It was the most Bill O'Brien decision ever. And then having them come back down and score. Um, where they could have just taken the points and gone up where they, you know, needed more than a field goal in order to to win the game. They literally could have taken the points, relied on their defense just a little bit, and made Buffalo have to throw a touchdown. Um, was that maybe the most Bill O'Brien play of all time when they could have basically just sealed it with a, with a three? Yeah, you, you make Josh Allen go the length of the field with very little time left and score a touchdown instead of having to pick up you know 20 yards to go to overtime or 30 yards to go to overtime. It was a horrible, horrible decision, and uh, I expect nothing less from Bill O'Brien. Yeah, it was actually one of the dumbest. Like I couldn't believe it. I was looking around saying I'm missing something here. And then, you know, rewinding, I'm rewinding the tape and going through it. I'm not, I wasn't missing anything, Eric. He literally just yeah. was like, uh, it, you know, like it comes from a place of being like, let's seal this game and go home now. 
But then you you got to you got you got you forget that you're not up by 10. You're not up <laughs> by 10. You're up by 3. And you need three six points is better and a touchdown is way harder than a field goal. And if you don't get it, you just gift them 35 yards. You give it to them. Instead of instead of maybe 25 at the most, but you pin them. It's just crazy. There was just nothing on it and and uh, there's nothing there that made me feel like it was a smart well-informed decision. But we came out on that. Our cheeseburger dough crashed and burned epically, historically, destroyed. It's one of the worst cheeseburgers we've ever had. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to pick a new cheeseburger. And we're going to do it for the divisional round, which is coming up this weekend. Uh, of course, the, uh, the the good folks at betonline.ag uh, give us the odds, and we're going to use their odds. And uh, if you, uh, once again, pardon me, want to uh, join our cheeseburger, then you can go there and bet on it. So, hey, we have four games on the board here. Any of these you want to toss out right away? Save us some time. I, uh, I love to. Two of these, I think, are the biggest layups and total locks. Okay. Well, let's try to find – uh, um, Did you just find – let's take the other two and let's eliminate one right away. Let's eliminate a game that we're not feeling good about. So what are the two that aren't on your best in show list? That would be the the Vikings at 49ers yep. and the Seahawks at Packers. I, knew I, the I like Seahawks the Packers, Packers a lot, but I have a feeling you don't want anything to do with betting against Seattle. Well, I mean, here's here here's the deal. Um, they're fr- they're frauds. Have we ever mentioned that the Seattle Seahawks? They are. You can't trust them. You can't trust them for anything, especially not sports betting. Okay, put your damn hard earned money up in there. It's a very very difficult thing to do. Number weird, stupid. In fact. Minus four? Four points? What do you got four points at home? You get four? You get three for just being in Lambeau. Actually, in fact, I'm going to tell you, you probably get four for Lambeau. There's three yeah. stadiums in the league that you probably get an extra half to a full point because you play so well there. So you're telling me that the book has given us an even, if this was a neutral game played somewhere in Canada, in Saskatchewan, Seahawks-Packers, you're saying that this would be basically... A coin toss, a pick'em game. I so for starters, I don't feel like that's accurate, but I also can't wrap, wrap my head around why it isn't. And it all comes down to the fact that the Seahawks are just idiots, and they play this weird, wacky style of football that you can't really figure out and understand. I mean, granted, the strategy of concussing the starting quarterback of the other team every time you play them um, that generally helps in your favor. So, um, you know, both Foles and Wentz got the, the dirty end of that stick from, by, uh, by Clowney uh, a couple times in a row as Philly. So I know that strategically they do have that as a, as a fairly dirty team to, to just go in there and take them out. That being said, um, how does Green Bay not just slobber knock these guys and why is it only four points? You're the Packers guy, man. Talk to me. Okay. It looks like we are going to make one of the, this, uh, one of our, our, Cheeseburger bets because I, I love Green Bay. The Seahawks are frauds. Um, we've we've seen that all year, and they just beat an Eagle team for one reason and one reason only: they concussed the starting quarterback of the team. And Carson Wentz went out in the first quarter, and freaking forty-year-old Josh McCown, who threw how old Josh McCown? He threw Larry Fitzgerald his first touchdown catch, and yeah. he handed <laughs> Emmett Smith the ball. Emmett Smith the ball. For his final touchdown run. That's how old Josh McCown was. Never played in a playoff game. 40 years old. And 
they were able to barely stop him without the Eagles' number one receiver, number two receiver, number three receiver. Their uh, best weapon left, Zach Ertz, had a kidney issue. He wasn't at full strength. The right guard was out. The right tackle was out. Their starting running back for the at the beginning of the year, Jordan Howard, was out. That's the only reason the the Seahawks won this game. They are frauds. People are giving Russell Wilson all this credit for putting up 17 points on the road against a Josh McCown team that had a punt over and over and over. It was absolutely ridiculous. The Seahawks are not that good. It, it really makes this line doesn't make much sense to me. The Packers are the better team. The last three times Russell Wilson's gone to Lambeau Field, he's been lambasted. Um, mm-hmm. 0-3. His worst uh, Russell Wilson's uh, passer rating is worse against Green Bay in his career than any other team in the league. Everyone talks about that NFC wildcard game, well, or championship game. Well, they got lucky on side kick, and that's why they won that game. Other than that, Rodgers, another time they beat the Packers is on the fail Mary. Fail Mary. I was at that game. I saw that happen. Okay. You were at that game? I was at that game in up north in Seattle. Uh, yeah, with a bunch of friends of mine who are Packers fans, actually. Not a big, uh, not a big Seattle fan. I, I, this. I don't know if you want me to finish, but I got to hear more about this. Oh, it's it's uh, it, it was it was uh, it was egregious and wild. But hey, I know we need to. We I, I want to. I love this. So screw that. So we're taking the the Vikings Niners done. It's out of there. Okay. So we're gonna take Green Bay Packers. We're gonna tease them up to two, up to plus three. What are plus we three, do plus three. Yeah, we got a field goal. Let's take let's take Packers plus three. They can lose by a field goal, and we get a push on. Oh, we need it. They can just lose. They can't lose. Um, but I agree with you on every front. There, um, the only thing I can't agree with you with, of course, because it's my narrative all season long, is that um, the Seattle Seahawks are stupid, uh, fraudulent weirdos, and they cannot help you win ever. So uh, best of luck to us. But I'll give you that one because you're very confident in your Packers um, and how they'll do here. And by the way, their defense is great. They're playing well. Rodgers at home, playoffs. I just, I love everything about them. Coming off a bye, you know what I mean? Everything is really good. What about what about a uh, rookie coach, though, going going on the road against a veteran, the oldest coach in the league? Can he get at coached, maybe? Is that a factor that we're going to put into play here? I, I can see that happening, but uh, I believe in Aaron Rodgers more than I believe in the coach. If, if they had some middling quarterback, uh, I would be more concerned about the coach. But when you have guys like, you know, Peyton Manning in the past or Aaron Rodgers, it's more about who they are than who the head coach is. Um, I believe they, they make place, things happen out of nothing yeah. um, and are going to more control of the offense and more in control of what's going to happen in the game than some, you know, if it was, um, you know, Ryan Tannehill. I, I, I think that co- coaching matters more there with the Vikings. I, I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to, you know, just take take over the game. Coaching matters more there. Even Jimmy Garoppolo, he's not going to decide the game. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of you know, coaching decisions that go into the play calls and what happens. But with Aaron Rodgers, it, it's on him um, more than Matt Lafleur. What's your straight up bet here? Do you think Pat, you take Packers uh, minus four? Not a straight up bet, but your your basic straight. We don't tease this. Are you? Would you put money on Packers covering four points at home? Uh, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the money line. I, I'm scared of. Russell Wilson never gets blown out, yeah. um, as we've seen. They, they keep games close or come back late. So uh, I, I'd rather just take the money line, take the Packers. Um, uh, I don't know if you know what they are right now, but I'd rather just Green Bay wins the game, Rodgers finds a way at home. It, say they escape by a field goal win. I don't want to lose my bet just because uh, you know maybe the Seahawks were down 10 and scored a touchdown late or, or Rodgers p- pulls a Rodgers and, and has to win the game by a field goal in the end. Uh, I'd rather right. not lose on that. Yeah, and the four four is a weird number. I hate fours. 
The four is just a goofy, stupid, weird, odd number. It can really bite you in the ass. So your bet is going to be we're going to tease them up to plus two, guarantee. Don't take three, the four. Three. three, sorry. Tease them up to plus three The or or take the Packers money line only. I like it for our teaseburger sake, though. We're doing a plus two. Okay, let's move on. Um, we've got the Titans uh, Ravens. Titans, nine point road dogs versus the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, this is, this seems like, I think the Ravens are going to destroy them. I think it's going to be a destruction of epic proportions. What are your thoughts? I think, I think you said almost everything that has to be said. We got the MVP of the league at home coming off basically two buys, um, because they didn't have to play for anything in week 17. They sat Lamar Jackson and other key starters out. They've been preparing for two weeks for this playoff game. Uh, they've got the MVP in the league. They destroyed everybody all year, 14-2, and two, and they've had two weeks to put in any extra plays, any extra smart ideas, um, any extra preparation, rest for their bodies for two weeks, and they're going to play Ryan Tannehill at home in the playoffs. I, uh, I see no reason the Ravens won't win this game, and then also it's the most beautiful tease that you can possibly have. You take them from nine points – down to two points. You cross the seven. You cross the three. All the Ravens have to do is win by a field goal. They might win by ten field goals. And uh, I just absolutely <laughs> love it. Uh, give me any reason the Ravens aren't going to win this game. If you told me uh, you give me Ravens uh, minus two at home against Tennessee, who's barely a wild card team, by the way, uh, like overall. <laughs> like there's, there's other teams that probably would be like, – put the Raiders would probably be more competitive uh, at this point in the FC. Uh, go for it all day. Um, yeah, I'm with you there. We don't need to have too much discussion, although we didn't have a lot of discussion about the Saints last week and see what happened to them. But I don't think the walls come caving in until the AFC Championship game for this Baltimore Ravens football team. Too well coached. Uh, Lamar Jackson is just too good and too consistent. And uh, they have the formula. They're going to hang on to the ball and they're going to run it down their throats. And uh, I, I don't think that Tennessee defense will know what to do with themselves. By the way, they almost lost to Tom Brady and uh, half of Julian Edelman last week. And uh, it was all they could basically handle. This is going to be a, f- a hell of a lot more with the way this Baltimore Ravens team plays. So then finally, there's the last one. So what do we do? Do we do a bl- Ravens minus nine? I wouldn't bet Ravens minus nine. Um, I think though. the teaser, it, it, it's one of the best teasers of the year. I mean, my favorite was the Patriots against the Bengals and that, and that we're on the Cincinnati game. But other than that, take the Ravens from nine down to two on a teaser. I mean, that's just... It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, let's just look at, for anybody who wants to just bet this game, do you think the Titans cover uh, plus nine? I mean, that over sitting at 47-2, so it's not egregiously high. They're not expecting a ton of points, but but a significant amount of points here. Um, I I would like the Ravens to cover the minus nine. Um, I I much prefer that that teaser, but um, this is a situation where nine is not that much for the, the best team in the league. Just win by double digits at home. Um, it's basically one play from Lamar Jackson that he makes more than Ryan Tannehill does. And I, I like the Ravens to cover minus nine, but again, I'm much more comfortable. That teaser just seems like such a great opportunity to yeah, me. Yeah, I'm it's gonna be silly. It's silly. Him. It's totally silly. Okay. Um, and then finally, we're going to take Texans, Chiefs. Texans go on the road, playing Kansas City minus nine and a half. Speaking of a total, 51 here. This is crazy. So uh, you got Mahomes. I mean, hey, he's got some experience in the playoffs now. He's not he's not so green behind the gills anymore. And uh and and they've been playing well. They got their bye 
you know, with his injury and, and coming back out and he's got the rust off and they're kind of rolling into the playoffs here um, at, at plus nine or at minus nine and a half. Like, is this another easy peasy two and a half points minus two and a half points that we can get here out of the Kansas City Chiefs at home against a wild card team? It seems like they're giving us just a layup on what to do this weekend with this game as well. I mean, we get the fraud. Talk about frauds. The Houston Texans are frauds. I believe they're 23rd in the league in DVOA. And that's coming off a playoff win at 11 and 6. Now, um, Kansas City, I think, is the second best team in the league. Um, and I know people might have some arguments about that, but, you know, they lost, uh, they lost the game with, you know, Matt Moore at quarterback. Um, at home to the Packers. Maybe they win that game if Patrick Mahomes is there. Um, they lose on what, basically a, a Hail Mary um, on the road in Tennessee um, earlier this year. And, and other than that, they had two losses by um, six and seven points. And, you know, Mahomes is back. He, he's done well in the playoffs before. I know the Chiefs lost the same Texans team earlier this season, but that was a big-time fluke. I mean, Sean Watson still threw two interceptions. Um I don't trust Bill O'Brien at all. The Chiefs had had a week to prepare um, coming off a bye as well. And I think they're the second best team in the league. Patrick Mahomes is the reigning MVP. I, I can't imagine a reason to bet. You know, Andy Reid is, is not a Super Bowl game. Uh, it's not against the Patriots. Uh, I, I believe in him more than Bill O'Brien. I believe in Patrick Mahomes more than Deshaun Watson. And I believe in an experienced Chiefs team against a, a Houston team that I just don't trust it in any way and, and was down 16-0 to freaking Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills and needed, you know, chaos and lucky breaks to happen to be able to win. So I think nine and a half to two and a half is a layup as well. And there's just they're giving us the freest opportunities I've, I've ever seen uh, to make a, a teaser with the Chiefs from nine and a half down to two and a half. Oh, yeah, we're we're locking this the all three of these in. This is just it seems silly that we uh, that we have it though. Like, don't you expect to be an upset? There's got to be some sort of maybe it's that it's it's uh, you know that San Fran uh, Vikings game is really going to be the big the big major upset of the uh, of the week because it feels like there's got to be something or maybe we got that out of our system last week and now like the ship will be righted. They will you know what I mean? They will uh, they're gonna <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna actually see the the real cream of the crop, you know, rise. Everybody else was a bit of a fraudster, right? All the, the, the Patriots were frauds. The Saints were frauds. Um, and now we're going to see the real, the real cream. And that's, that's the Ravens. That's the Chiefs. That's the Packers. Do what they do. Um, so we're taking them. We got Ravens minus two, Chiefs minus two and a half, Packers plus three. Holy man, that feels too good to be true. Um, we're placing that in right now. And it's uh, it's gonna go. I can't wait to do it. There, there you go. Well, also, you said, uh, and there could be an upset. There could be the Packers could lose to the Seahawks, and uh, we still can cover. They could lose by one. They could lose by two. Yeah. Uh, the Seahawks have known to be in these one or two point games, and even if they win by a field goal, um, I was gonna say even if they win by a field goal, we, we still uh, get a push and it's down to a two team teaser for other two games. So um, I'm uh, pretty pretty confident, pretty happy. Um, getting the Chiefs, getting the Ravens, and I think the Packers wind up winning the game as well. 
Absolutely beautiful. You can head to betonline.ag and you can place that bet. You can get Ravens minus two, Chiefs minus two and a half, Packers plus three. Put a hundred bucks on that. You're going to win your bet back plus an additional 135 bucks. We're basically playing the lottery over here. It feels like too good to be true. Hell, it normally is. If we go back to last week, that was a nightmare. Hey, uh, thank you so much, Eric, for hanging out and doing this. Uh, it's uh, It's been fun. Uh, we, we missed Sean on it, but uh, we're going to get a, a triple cheeseburger win here and um, I guess we'll have only one more triple cheeseburger of the year, right? Um, it, or is it, actually, this has got to be the last one. This is the last triple cheeseburger. Yeah, we only got uh, the only double uh, cheeseburger. There's only double cheeseburgers left for us. One double cheeseburger, and then uh, well, and then and then the mayhem that is going to be the Super Bowl. Uh, Eric, appreciate you doing this, folks. If you want to check us out. Um, I'd love for you guys to go to uh, Spotify. Check us out on Spotify. Look up the Under Review Show, iTunes Podcast, Under Review Show. You name it, we're there. The UnderReviewShow.com. You can find us there, too. Um, head to betonline.ag. Use promo code REVIEW and uh, get some extra money in your account for hanging out with us. We appreciate you doing this. Enjoy the divisional round, folks. We'll be back Friday. Talk a little... Uh, Talk a little more getting into the weekend. Some real egregious plays and prop bets for you before we head into uh, the final four-game playoff weekend of NFL football. I'm D. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon. Adios, muchachos. Adios.